0: that's what they want to be. You can All kind of tell by the way they sound and the you know that whole thing that that's kind of what they want. They kind of want to be the blink 182 of Star County, which is not a bad thing to be.
1: Well, I don't know. I'd I shoot a little bit higher, guys. But hey, you know, Blink-182. Like ah, dude, I don't on.
0: know. I mean, Blink did pretty well for a little while, right? Yeah, I mean, but
1: they shot a little bit higher than Stark County. They weren't just like, you know what? Right. We're going to start our county off. And once we make it there, once we play that county fair, we're done.
0: All right. Well, I may have put them in the <laughs> box, in which I feel like they cannot get out of. How are
1: you this morning? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Nothing too much to complain about. One thing that I did notice yesterday, and I don't mean to make light of the situation yeah, at all. I really don't, I because I understand. that like... You know, with what's going on in Florida and beyond in Hurricane Irma. Dude, Hurricane be careful Harvey. here. A baseball
0: team got in trouble for doing what you're doing well, right Well,
1: What I'm going to say is that I don't mean to make light of anything, but what I will say is that you can tell that local news in particular has kind of hit the saturation point where it's like, oh my god, we've been talking about hurricanes for the past two weeks, and now we're a little fatigued of it. We're right. a little bit tired of it. So what you've got local news outlets doing, and I saw it yesterday and just cracked up, dude, is people trying to make the Northeast Ohio tie connection. to Irma. Right, right. To, like, to like, well, this person has been to Northeast before. They were in the Jack Casino, and then they went to Florida,
0: and there was Irma. You flew over Ohio <laughs> once, right? Like, yeah, no, uh, that's what local news does. They find a tragedy, and they just link it back to, like, their county. This
1: could have been you, and I'm sitting here like, dude, I'm not going to Florida anytime soon. This couldn't have been me at all. And, uh, like, I get it, and I understand that that's what we look at those outlets for, is that local connection, is that local tie. Yeah, that's why we got and I was gonna say, even you know, we'll we'll you know put priority on local stories. There's no question about it. A masturbator in the Walmart on 62 versus a masturbator in like New Mexico, our guy's gonna win. We're gonna give we're gonna give the Stark County story you know top priority. You no, know, unless you just uh, start giving awards away.
0: You creatively <laughs> masturbate in that Walmart on 62. You don't just hit the lineup because you did it locally. You creatively
1: do it. Yeah, try to get a little bit more into that story. We would appreciate that. You know, wear a bedazzled jacket, something, something, dude. Make it. T- something you, you won't want to go viral you got to do something special um but it was just hilarious to watch i think it was it was early this morning i was watching channel three and holly strano's up there oh god and they're just trying to make the tie they're just trying to make the connection i there. love holly
0: i do like she's great i've met her personally a couple of times right. but yeah she can get a little uh she can get a little out there especially with some of the tweets and how happy <laughs> dude like again you and i work same hours pretty much but we don't have to be like shiny happy people, right. like dude. Working in TV in the morning would be terrible. I um, because you just gotta fake it
1: so much on how happy you are. Oh yeah, and like I mean, nobody
0: ever turns on the Stanbury show and goes, "Man, I gotta tell you, dude, Dan's really happy."
1: <laughs> you and I, we can also roll in, look like crap. Really doesn't matter as no. long as as long as we're prepared mentally. I'm wearing what I wore yesterday. They've got to prepare mentally, but they also have to get ready. I saw. I, Called oh, the makeup chair. I'm friends with her on Facebook, and her she wakes up at one o'clock in the morning like that's when her first alarm goes off dude jesus that's crazy i mean i get up at 3 15 but like dude that's insane one o'clock that's a little early i mean i mean that's not i mean that's a little early right i do it so i can like be awake and like take a shower and kind of like get it going but like she uh she she she's huge in selfies and somebody in this building actually the other day was like dude you watch channel 3 news and i'm like yeah I mean I watched that I watched Fox 8 like I watched the news she's like dude I can't believe that Holly Strano she was wearing a dress so short the other day if she would have lifted up her hands you would have seen everything and this lady in the building saying this to me really? and I'm like but she's not lifting up her hand she's not like doing hip hop hooray so what are we worried about
0: <laughs> that's jealousy
1: oh for sure that's was, jealousy
0: dude. of a woman who cannot wear that dress
1: for sure it that's was. what it is and I, uh, I was, Holly's hot dude. I, oh yeah I mean and I kind of made the joke of like oh haha yeah dude she you could see her vagina you know oh, and just like and it was just like I, I, it was that awkward like well i'm sorry you're not hotter <laughs> like I'm sorry you're not more attractive wow. what's the uh, what's the story with you buddy what do you got so
0: i apparently have to go to the movies today because th- this it movie is driving everybody ah, crazy. Okay, like it did a bunch of money. It, I, I think like 130 million or something
1: over the weekend. Biggest movie of the summer. I guess this summer has just been. A, I guess it beat Deadpool. Yeah, th- opening weekend. Really? Yeah, you know because I saw it was the highest rated R That's movie crazy. Of, of of any opening movie. Yeah. because
0: Deadpool. Like I understood why that movie made so much money opening weekend because they effing promoted it right. like it was going to be like I didn't really feel like it got promoted that well. Like I, I don't. As a matter of fact, I have not seen a TV commercial that shows me clips of the movie.
1: Yeah, I've seen a couple, but those are pretty recent, I would say, within the last week. I would say what they did pretty well is they got people online to promote for them.
0: And so I'm driving down 6th Street yesterday on my way home, and there I see the guy actually doing it, tying the red balloon to the storm oh, drain. Boy. Like, I actually saw him doing it, and I don't know why, I gave him the thumbs up so I was going by him. <laughs> I was like, dude, why am I approving of this behavior? A, I don't even remember the original it well enough.
1: I'm surprised. That was, like, right in your, in your teenage years, I would think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I have picked up a habit here or there that affects my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I, I don't know which one it is, but, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to get that one figured out but like i don't i mean i remember what like what it is i remember like Uh, seeing it but I don't like if I go see the new one today I won't be able to sit there and go well they changed that this is different this isn't as good as that was like I won't be able to do that it's probably a good thing which kind of makes me want to go see it right exactly and I hear it's supposed to rain a little bit this afternoon so golf's going to be out and so maybe I'll go to the movies because everybody's talking about this movie and I haven't seen it
1: yet yeah I you know I've got plenty of friends who are the the horror film buffs they like to call themselves and like they've given it you know two thumbs up and it seems to me um, that it's pretty True to the to the source material, there. I guess Stephen King had a a, a pretty heavy hand in you know the yeah. the, the, the adaptation. Well, he's of out
0: it. there like
1: pimping right. it, so I mean he must be behind it. And I um I, I I think it's one of those movies. I can remember watching it when I was a kid and being like, oh my god, this is going to be the scariest movie ever because clowns and oh my gosh, it's going to be scary. I remember being a little disappointed, but I've also watched it like the original it as an adult, and it's stood the test of time pretty Did well. It? Yeah, and I mean you know a lot of stuff from that era, you'll go back Whoa, and watch right. it, and it's just like oh. Dude, you know, the 80s was a hard time in movies. Yeah, yeah it was. And, and, but kind of no fault of its own there. You're just, you know. Not enough technology and that kind of stuff. Right, but it, it, held, the, it held the test of time pretty well. I feel like most Stephen King stuff does. And uh, uh, I would agree with that, yeah. And it, it seems like, you know, everybody loves it. So maybe it is the plan for the weekend. The
0: one but, uh, knock I saw is that, and this kind of, this came from a, a, like, like a woman I know that I trust. And she says, the only knock I have is that they tried to make the clown look really scary in this one where if you go back and watch the original it does just look like a guy who snapped and like just okay. happened to be wearing clown makeup like they tried to make him look really sinister in this version and i was like well all right that's i mean and again she's like to be fair i'm trying to find a knock right she's like i'm trying to find one And, you know, and I said, I was like, well, you kind of have to do that now, though, like because otherwise I don't think it translates for the audience.
1: No, I mean, it it wouldn't in the same way. There has to be that like special, not a special effect to it, but there has to be like that production value in it where it looks over the top, where it looks like intimidating.
0: So you watched the original not that long ago, within Um, like the last five
1: years? I I was going to say as an adult, maybe in my early 20s, but old enough. Okay, so what?
0: Because I don't. I was hoping that the original is on Netflix. I don't know if it is or not. I'm sure somebody will be able to tell me. At Sansbury Shows, how you reach me on Twitter. And I was like, well, maybe I'll watch the original first and then go. And then somebody said to me, like, ah, dude, what I would do is I'd watch the new one first and then go back and then have the frame of reference that way. Yeah. But it's like, dude, aren't they three hours long?
1: Um, They're longer movies. I don't know about this one. How long? What the minute? Uh, I mean, two the first f- one. 2.15, this one is.
0: Oh, ah, OK. I mean, that's not. I mean, it's not terrible. But
1: that's average movie nowadays, dude. Yeah, Everything's over two hours nowadays, so I don't know. I, yeah, that I, was what was good about the 80s. It was 90
0: minutes and you were done.
1: I feel like you probably have an advantage here of, dude, just go see it and go, go with a clean slate. Why even bother trying to, you know... I'm going to cut
0: everybody off at the past. I know the book was better. Right,
1: that's what I was going to say. Is what are you going to do? Read I know. the book? You know, I, I, I
0: know the book was better. Just watch you know.
1: watch the new one, I think.
0: Actually, I, I do want to get... There's another movie in the theaters I want to see because I did read the book. It was called The Glass Castle, and it was honestly that book was so awesome it's kind of like I I don't know like a couple of people are gonna hit me up like that was such a chick book and it totally was the glass castle was a total chick book but it was a really good book and I'm interested to see if that movie translated there. I, uh, But honestly, given the fact that it's like all the rage and like yeah. people are tying balloons to storm drains in my
1: neighborhood. um, and like So you're driving by and I feel like, you know, you've seen pictures of that. And, like, sure. I mean, know. I knew what it was like, immediately. Yeah. Did you think that guy just took it upon himself to like go buy a helium filled balloon or was he like he wasn't a representative of Paramount Pictures was he? He was just a no. dirtbag. bag. No, right? it's the
0: guy who lives in the house on the corner. So I see just, him all the time. So
1: he just decided, took it upon himself or he probably doesn't have much money. Like, yo, I'm going to Dollar General. I'm getting a helium-filled red balloon, and I'm just going to tie it off here.
0: What I found interesting is it's the same house I always see undercover cop cars at with cops in the front yard, (laughs) arms folded, talking to the guys sitting on the porch. It's like, dude, if you're going to sell drugs, go inside. Like, that's why they keep stopping at your house. Go inside. You have a cell phone now. So, I mean, look, I don't know that that's what they're doing over there. I I just assume. it's too much of a stretch. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Given where I live and some of the things I see driving by there, I don't think it's that much of a stretch, but I. You know, I don't know that for sure, but I saw that yesterday and I was like, all right, I have got to see this movie.
1: I'm surprised that the, it was last fall or maybe a year and a half ago that the people were dressing up like clowns and trying to scare everybody. And like, I'm surprised people aren't doing that now, right?
0: That coming back around now, given the fact that this movie's all the rage? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. So I guess ESPN premiered a new sideline reporter during the late Monday night football game. They now do two Monday night football games. I watched a little bit of the early one. The the late one starts way too late for me. But apparently they promoted some sideline reporter for this game, and he's all the rage now. Like, Twitter loves him, and I, for the life of me, can't figure this out. So we'll run down some of that for you next on The Sandsbury Show. Rock
2: 106.9. Welcome back to
0: the Sands Radio Show on Rock 1069. When your way out to the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival, we'll give you your first keyword at 8 o'clock this morning. And then September 22nd, 23rd, you'll be in T Mobile Arena in Vegas checking out the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Pretty good there.
1: Plus, it's a trip to Vegas. Can't be that. I mean, what are you going to do? Complain about that. But no, star-studded lineup. I mean, once-in-a-lifetime experience. I'd be there if I could. Legal Weed? Yeah. Forgot about him. Legal Weed's going to be there. Open it up.
0: That's your best friend right there. That is. That's your best friend. So, I woke up this morning to a bunch of tweets about something I was not awake for last night, which is the second Monday Night Football game. Okay. Okay. Like I can't, uh, dude. A football game that, that kicks off at ten thirty at night just is not going to be part of my life.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, I think the NFL did a good job, and I heard this weekend they um, five out of the eight games that they played were, were shorter than average. Like oh, they're, good. they're they're working towards that. But doing a ten thirty start time, come on now, we're not making that. So it's the Los Angeles
0: Chargers now taking on the Denver Broncos, and more attention than the game itself got was a new sideline reporter for ESPN. And apparently what they did here, Fantone, is they promoted a
1: guy from ESPN Deportes, which is like their, their Latin American Channel right? Yeah, I mean, you know, ESPN is going to be a worldwide company, so I understand why they would, you know, cater to that audience. Sure. Um, and yeah, you're going to promote from within. I'm sure there's plenty of guys, and that's probably how they want it. Is a little bit like their farm system, where it's like, you know, come well cheaper that right. way. Well, you know, come learn how to do it the ESPN way. Okay, you did, you know, you did channel local 18 news. news. All right, and then you moved your way up to the sports correspondent for your radio station, and blah blah blah. That probably is like the good way to sure. introduce that. Into the big leagues. I, I mean, guess. it's how
0: Dan Patrick and you know Colin Coward and all those guys got started. It's how they all got started. Is you know they were like the local news king, and then they you know they went out over and did that. And so right. I understand it, but they promoted this guy from ESPN Deportes and his name is Sergio Dip.
1: Sergio Dipper. One time now. Come <laughs> on, Sergio. Pick
0: it up. Uh, according to Twitter, I expected this to be racial, because you know what I mean. He's he's Mexican. Okay. And he came from, you know, you know uh, ESPN Deportes. So I expected this to be like, oh, look how awful Twitter is when we put a Mexican on the sideline. But that's not what this is. People took issue because they just don't feel like he's ready for this job. Now, I will tell you, there are certain jobs you can't be ready for until you do it. Right. Right? right. Welcome to being president. Can't right. really be ready for it until you do it. This job's a lot like that. Like, you, like being live on the radio, everybody thinks it's easy until somebody puts you... I always say to people, people who tell me in public, oh, do your job's easy. Who couldn't do your job? The hardest part for me is to not turn around and say, well, you. Right. <laughs> you, well, you couldn't do
1: it. Um, yes, I will agree with you 100%. There are plenty of jobs that you can't necessarily... You don't know the waters until you swim them. And this Gotta is, get in it. This is one of them, and I can only imagine how big this felt to this kid in the sense of... And he's young, too. I, I would say he's younger than me by a good five years. I don't plus. know
0: how old he is, but looking at him, he looks like a young person to yeah, me.
1: Yeah, in his 20s, no doubt. Like, he makes me feel like, oh, my God, I'm an adult. Oh, yeah, it makes me feel old, dude. But he, um, you know, you can be on ESPN Deportes, and you can be on, you know, uh, you know, Channel 17 Action News. Trump but- loves that channel. Deported, <laughs> right? What? <laughs> but, until, but until there's the actual ESPN cameras in front of you... You're gonna be you're gonna be intimidated by that moment,
0: and so we have a little audio of Sergio Dip from the sideline. <laughs> Here's what happened last night during the game.
3: Beth, Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vince Joseph. From here, you watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. <laughs> Quarterback at Colorado. Oh my defensive God! Defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life this night, making his head coaching debut.
0: (laughs) And so, like, Twitter just roasted this poor kid. And, I mean, welcome to Twitter. It's what it is, right? And they just roasted this poor kid. And I like the fact that people weren't, like, attacking him. And I'm sure some were. Of course. But but most of what I saw just seemed to be attacking him for, you know, the wet behind the ears issue, not necessarily – the you know, I don't make that joke. But versus
1: you know Fair enough. We all we all we all heard that versus,
0: joke. Versus versus, you know, versus the Mexican thing there. You know what I mean? It just it seemed to me like they were just having issue with like, bro, you're not ready for this gig yet.
1: At least partially there's gotta be some sort of I don't know if English is his second language. Well, I was going to ask you.
0: I was going to ask you that. Is that would he be more comfortable if he was speaking
1: Spanish? Oh yeah, of course. If that's his native tongue, you're. Oh, I think you're always going to be more comfortable there. So it it, probably to him in his mind is he was like, dude, I have to make sure that every word that comes out of my mouth is correct here. So he probably was like, you know, be be smart with what you say, think about what you're saying, which turned into a very fragmented sentence. He
0: sounded right. He sounded like the kid. being in high school and they would call on the idiot in the back of the class to read aloud, and you were like, Oh, no, damn it, son of a bitch. damn it, well, then sometimes you were happy. It's like, Well, dude, by the time he gets through three pages, the class will be over, and I won't have to do it. That's what Sergio Dip kind of sounded like to me. So, of course, people roasted him on Twitter. He took it in stride and posted a like a photo on his Twitter. Of, like, the Google search box, and it says how to deal with fame, and then he just put, like, a laughing emoji next to it. So he's taking it in stride, which I like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. There's a level of notoriety anytime you're on ESPN. There's going to be people that follow you on Twitter and stuff, but this dude has a great opportunity in front of him right now to, like capitalize on this to be that dude and to honestly probably like cement a future with that company just because he kind of sucked his first night out
0: it's uh you know what ESPN's doing here they've been pushing diversity on their channels for a while now and and rightfully so probably and you know what I mean so they were like oh well you know what we'll do this too and they just did it and it was probably a little bit early but like I said there's certain jobs man you can't be ready for them until you do them you just can't just the way it is Jennifer Lawrence is in the crosshairs over some things she had to say about the hurricane and why they're happening and those kinds of things, and Snopes has figured out whether or not she's actually said it, and it reminded me of something that I have an issue with what people are saying about some of these hurricanes. I have, a, I have an issue of one statement of sentiment that people are trying to say, trying to be nice, when in reality, dude, you're not doing anything, and it frustrates me, so we're going to get through that next on Rock 106.9.
2: Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. just
4: kiss your fruit picks.
2: The Stansbury Show.
1: Chillin' in the studes with Medus.
2: On Rock 106.9. Of Defense, a place to call your home
1: is the name of that song. Senator Rock is what he prefers to be.
0: Called is that right? Nowadays. Well, let's not skip ahead pages of history just yet.
1: I don't know, dude. I feel like I can. I feel like I've read ahead of the class. I feel like it's pretty inevitable. You know at this what?
0: Point. I actually went to the Alice Cooper show with like about six people who are from Detroit. They all live here now, but they're from Detroit. And they all said he's going to win hands down. They said they love him up there. Like he oh, can yeah. walk on water up there. Rock and roll Jesus is what they call him up there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, we have a story about Kid Rock and losing some support in his home uh, town of Detroit, actually. We'll get you filled in with that at 830 before New Tuesday. I want to get into this now, though, however. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has been putting the crosshairs. Apparently, people are attributing a quote to her where she says hurricanes are nature's wrath against Donald Trump. And so Snopes did what Snopes does. They kind of looked into this, and they came up with that this is false. Right Now, I don't know. I know Snopes was really credible once upon a time. I, I don't know if they're still as credible as they were, um, like any other online entity, I worry that l- that the standards are going to be less and less and less every year. I don't know that I'm just suspicious and know how the internet works. I don't, but I don't care if Jennifer Lawrence did say this. Yeah,
1: I, I've heard plenty of people um, you it's know, wrong. Bad. It
0: would be wrong. That's not what they are. But it, but I don't care if that's what an idiot actress thinks. Right, but she didn't say but it. But she didn't say it. Right. According to Snopes, she did not say it. Right, but and I don't it. have a problem if she did. Okay, you know what I mean. But I uh, but. Well, I do have an issue with another thing people are saying surrounding these hurricanes. And I got in trouble last night on Facebook due to this. And this is an argument. Those of you that listen to the show a lot, you know, I was raised by a minister. My dad was a minister. And I've almost been thrown out of his house multiple times for this argument I'm about to make. And I know a lot of you that listen are church-going people. And you're probably going to have an issue with what I'm about to say. And I'm going to put myself at risk here and tell you how I really feel because that's what I do. But if you continue to say to me, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. You know, the Lord, he works in mysterious ways. It's very mysterious how God works. That's not what hurricanes are. Hurricanes are not God working in mysterious ways. I used to get in arguments with my dad about this all the time. Well, you know, you don't know God's plan. No, you're right. I don't. I also don't know for sure that God's a thing. I don't know for sure. That's it. And science has pretty much proved climate change. I know there are people who deny it, but that's why they're called climate change deniers, because they deny it. Science has pretty much proved it. What saying god works in mysterious ways is, you know what that sentence really is? Here's what it here's here's the summation of that statement. I don't comprehend this issue and I don't want to research it, so I'm going to toss this useless sentence at you in the hopes it'll make us all feel better. That's what, when you say to me God works in mysterious ways, that's what I hear. I don't understand this, so I'm just gonna put it up in the realm of God, and then like that kind of like blankets you. See so like my sentiment is mean, well is well intentioned,
1: right? Um, now, I guess there's two different ways you can drop the um, God works in mysterious ways. In the one hand, when it's your like, baby dies, w- right? <laughs> I was going to say on, on one hand, you've got like, I don't understand something like why does the sunset and the moon rise? I don't know. God works in mysterious ways. On the other hand, you've got like. Well, why would God allow you know good people to suffer in a hurricane? well, God works in mysterious ways. That's why the suffering happens. You don't understand God's plan. Yeah, we don't know His plan. Both ways, kind of a bunk argument there. Um, but you, yeah, there's 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 kind of two different lines you can you can draw from that. And, and I take it that this was a well, why is there suffering? Why is why are these hurricanes? Or was it why are these hurricanes getting worse?
0: I, I don't. You're not helping anybody by saying the Lord works in mysterious ways. And you're not coming off like somebody... Like, when you say that to somebody like me, you're not coming off well-intentioned. You're coming off misinformed. That's the way you sound to me. Because it's not the Lord working in a mysterious way. Somebody said to me yesterday, uh, last night on Facebook, you don't know, God is real. And all I said simply was this, prove it. Prove it. That's all you gotta do, and I'll shut up. Right? We've had intelligent scientists looking for proof forever. And they have
1: none. Faith is the answer, and I'm not saying that, but that's what they're going to say. You know that's what the faith is, the void, void of evidence, standing Let me there ask and believing his faith.
0: Would you trust a human being that came up to you and said, don't question my, don't question my motives? I'm going to do all this, but you don't get to question anything I do. Wouldn't you be suspicious of that person? God
1: greater than man. I and mean, that's... Uh, that's I'm also going to
0: tell you, dude, the King James Version is called that for a reason. It's because it was handed to King James before it was released to the public. You don't think a human being was like, "Yeah, let me rework
1: some of this in my image? And Come on. Of course, LeBron... Come on! Of course, LeBron got the Bible first, dude. Of course he did. Of course he did. Just sitting there, number 23, dunking that thing,
0: dude. You want to send money to the Red Cross or whatever, you want to help hurricane victims, I'm all for it. But this fake-ass sentiment that you're trying to give them is... Just, well, it's wrong. It's wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know. This is- Noah
0: and the flood and the ark, and yeah, dude, he just got two animals side by side, walked them all up a ramp into the thing. What?
1: No, no matter no matter how you cut it, no matter what prayers you say, no matter what God you're praying to or whether 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 it's a sentiment on Facebook or how you live your life, um you know, prayer without action isn't worth much. So like, yeah, dude, say God works in mysterious ways, but unless you're doing something about it, it's not gonna get solved.
0: The Lord should work in mysterious ways to make you donate, not make you say stupid sentences to me. Now, let me earn some of you back. Let me get it let me get a few of you back here. All right. I don't get mad when somebody says, God bless you after I sneeze, because again, the sentiment is well-intentioned. You're wishing me well. You're not wishing me well by telling me, yeah, dude, your house flooded down the street because God likes you less than he likes me. Sorry. Mysterious ways, bro. God likes you less than me. Sorry about your house floating down Main Street. Mysterious ways, bro. And you just,
1: you're... You just sound ill-informed. Why are these church dudes such bros now? Sorry, bro. What do you want me to do, bro? You didn't even lift, bro. Oh, dude, are you not paying attention? Church (laughs) takes place
0: in movie theaters now, and you get to wear your football jerseys, and we're not like a regular church now. That's, That's the new modern churches. This guy's telling me DNA is the proof that God is real. Well, scientists... Say something else And you don't get to call something science Until it's science
1: Yeah, DNA Until it's proof Now, here's what I will
0: tell you (laughs) Now, here's what I will tell you Is that You could probably find medical science That I wouldn't believe in And be like, well, what? It's called science, right? So, again, I'll meet you halfway There's going to be things I don't believe in, too There's going to be things that I think The scientists are wrong about but we have been searching for this forever And I don't think DNA is the proof of that at all Show me, Adam, what is the what is DNA, How is DNA the
1: proof of God being real? Just DNA, that's it, dude, that's the Here's answer.
0: what I wanted to say, dude, <laughs> lay out the argument for me Walk me to the doorstep of it Because, dude, like I said the, uh, last week I've had more church than all of you combined Twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday, bro Did it all, my entire life Read that book three times, cover to cover Had to to live in my father's house I'm telling you There is no proof of this I've been searching forever. This debate has been going on at my father's dinner table between he and I until he died. I was almost thrown out of the house. Wasn't allowed to live there for some of my statements being made, and it makes me crazy to think that a man that I revered, that I found to be so smart, would say things like this. Well, you know, you don't know the Lord's plan. I heard him say that a million times. To me, that sounds like ah, eh, throw my hands up in the air, give it up, give it up. Can't figure it out, give it up. God, mysterious. That's what it sounds like to me. Ah, this subject's really hard, and I don't want to get to the bottom of it. The Lord did it. Mysterious. I'm done. Wipe my hands of it. Let's pass around that plate and collect some money. Crazy. All right. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm really not. But. Oh, my God. Now sin is why bad things happen. Okay. All right. Whatever. Sin is why the mysterious ways happen. I swear to God, dude, I'm going to palm my head
1: against this desk. I cannot believe that. 653, let's figure out religion. No,
0: well, actually, dude, (laughs) next, next actually on the program, dude, there's a Fox News host that's concerned we're going to take down the the, the 9-11 memorial. And it sounds crazy until I lay out the argument, and that's next on Rock 106.9. Please
2: relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9.
0: And welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Twitter's asking me, dude, are you guys going to play that audio of Sergio Dip this morning? And, well, we already did, yeah. and uh, but I'll tell you what we forgot to do with Sergio Dip. And so coming up at 7.45, we'll replay you that audio, and then we'll slow it down. We love doing that here on The Stansbury Show. Have not found a piece of audio to slow down in quite a while. Forty-five. Coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocksino. You're getting new Beck, new Thomas Rhett, new Kid Rock, who's also making the rundown at 8.30. And then locally, a band called Line of Defense, and their song is called A Place to Call Home.
1: Yeah, I've heard of those dudes. I don't think I've ever seen them or anything, but I feel like I've seen their name like associated with Buzzband or the Oracle or one of those downtown bands. No, I'm brands. sure, yeah.
0: Uh, Dude, a guy's hitting me up constantly on Facebook trying to prove to me that DNA is the hand of God. And he just Uh, sent sent me proof buddy from a site called Answers in Genesis. uh, Dude, let me just tell you, I won't even open a site like that. A reputable scientific source right there. I I won't even, dude, I'm not trusting any site called Answers in Genesis. I'm just telling you, I'm just not going to trust anything I read there. And I really do find it to be like, dude, if my dad couldn't convince me, I don't think anybody else
1: can. Well, especially via Twitter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, probably that would be an, a conversation, I would assume. So another thing, another controversial topic here
0: has been the removing of the Confederate statues, right? And people have been at each other and like, is this right? And is this wrong? And we can learn from history. And what about this? And like, dude, if you don't remember your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And like, there's, there's solid arguments on both sides, to be honest with you. And ultimately, I said when we were doing this that, you know what? I don't feel as if I'm losing if they come down. So if somebody else feels like they're getting a win and it doesn't directly affect me, then go with God. And I'm not trying to, again, I'm not knocking people. I'm just saying, like, go, fine, do it. I don't really care. It doesn't affect me. So I refuse to get foam at the mouth
1: angry about something that doesn't really involve me. God, I wish more people would take that page out of your book, but, you know. I've been trying a little bit better. (laughs) I mean, dude, that is what people love doing. Issues that don't matter Don't affect them, have nothing to do with their their well-being, just getting pissed about it. Yeah,
0: I figured this out with the National Anthem issue. You know what it is, is that people are arguing against Cap and these guys who are protesting from a stance, basically this is what happens. I wouldn't do that. Right is what they mean. And then they argue it as if they're so staunchly against it, and you're not. Really what your position is is that you would do it differently. But because there's an argument and it's online, you then go to this place of digging your heels in for an argument you don't feel this passionately about. You really don't. You're just saying you wouldn't have done it. That's it. And I don't know how then it snowballs into everybody hating one another. But on Fox and Friends, where, again, I believe a lot of fiction probably takes... right they were talking about the 9-11 memorials right Right. and i I, apparently it's the one in pennsylvania that they were they were discussing And interior secretary ryan zinke uh was on on the 16th anniversary obviously of 9-11 that was yesterday and one of the hosts brian asked them do you worry that a hundred years from now someone's going to try to take that memorial down like they're trying to remake our memorials today and Zinke had been talking about the Flight 93 National Memorial in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. All right? That, if you don't remember, is you know, uh, to honor the brave airline passengers who battled hijackers and took down the fourth plane on 9-11, preventing an additional terror attack on Washington. Right. right? right. And so they put up you know a memorial for those people. And so this guy asks, and Twitter lost its mind. And like, how dare he compare this 9-11 memorial to Confederate memorials? Well, he didn't really compare the two. He didn't. He's asking the question, and I don't think it's crazy to ask it, and I'll tell you why. When we first put up the Confederate statues, nobody would have thought they would have ever come down, ever. That's why they got put up. So you don't mean to tell me that you—I know it sounds crazy, because why would we take it down? Those people did something great. Well, it was considered by the people who put up the Confederate statues that they were doing some decent things. And so I'm telling you, don't now listen, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but in this country, you cannot say definitively we will never relook at 9/11 the way and, and reexamine the way we look at it the way we look at it now and look at it differently. You can't tell me that that 100 years from now we won't do that.
1: I mean, opinions are going to change, and people's perspectives with will the change time. And, more info may even come out, um, and I guess really what that's all going to come down to at this point is: well, the facts of the matter are this that the people that are being. Uh, memorialized in this, you know, flight 93 uh, statue or whatever it is. I'm not sure of what, of what, like the, what the, what the thing is. Um, Those are people that protected our country. The people being memorialized in, in, in the Confederate statues are people that attacked our country.
0: Can't argue that. All right. But what I will say is, is that if we continue down the path, we're going right now, I feel as if it's not outlandish to think that there will be a huge population in the country that says well, you know, I mean, it was pretty impressive of, like, the Muslim view, and what if they were right, and, like, this and that, and maybe we shouldn't honor people who, you know, killed other people to crash a plane. I'm telling you, I know it sounds ludicrous. I know that. I know I sound like a heretic right now, but I'm telling you, if I, I just, I know people in a hundred years from now, you can't tell me we won't think like that. As, I won't care, because I'll be dead.
1: As far as it comes to me right now, it's like, well, as somebody who, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud progressive, I feel like I'm, I'm I Wear that on my sleeve. Um, as soon as somebody puts up a tribute to the nine eleven hijackers, I will be out there saying this is inappropriate. That's crazy, right? That's inappropriate. That's crazy. Just like I will say that you know, having a memorial to people who 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 wanted to to tear apart the union, I will have a problem with that. So like, until we cross that bridge, it like I, I don't know. It, it- I just think, dude, it's
0: very funny because this guy got attacked because he works at Fox and because he said it. But in the reality, is he's this is not crazy. But the facts are two different things. Yeah, but no, but what he's saying is, is that the way we view things do change.
1: But the facts don't, right? And the facts are... Well,
0: dude, you're arguing something that doesn't matter. Stay on point. The fact is is that, dude, We he's, he's exposing how we look at at situations, and there was a time in this country where those people were, were looked at differently than they are now, and so to think that we won't look at a 9-11 memorial differently 100 years from now than we do right now is crazy. Well, a
1: 100 years from, I mean, I, I, neither one of us can predict the future, and neither can this guy on Fox. I mean, if, if, if what you're saying is that, And dude, like, did, he
0: didn't say it was. He asked the question, and now is being attacked online. What was
1: the response?
0: The response was, actually, he says he he couldn't, like, he didn't, like, laugh it off. He says here the response is well I'm one that believes that you know we should learn from our history and I think our monuments are part of our country's history we can learn from it. He says he added then since we don't put up statues of Jesus everyone is going to uh, to fall morally short meaning dude all men are flawed and that maybe the, the I'm I'm going to expand on his point meaning that you know what we probably shouldn't put statues up of anyone because and I said this the other day 2 weeks ago that no one is going to fit that standard. Martin Luther King had an awful view on gay people, and yet there's streets named after them, there's statues, there's all kinds of stuff. No man or woman, flesh and blood, meets the moral standard of these statues. So to assume that we won't reexamine 9-11 a hundred years from now, and maybe people think of it or look at it differently, or I'm offended because... I mean, dude, look at how how often that happens now. Look how fast that happens now. Remember yesterday I told you this? On the 16th anniversary of 9-11, what did I say? Over the weekend I was at a concert and a band opened up their set with the National Anthem. And I thought to myself, oh my God, should you do that? That's how far we've come in 16 years. Now expand it another 100. And tell me how we think then. I know it sounds crazy, but... I'm telling you, that will be reexamined later in life. Just because the guy works at Fox doesn't mean he's evil and doesn't mean he's wrong. More Ray Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9. You just heard Beck there. You'll actually hear him again coming up at 9 o'clock for New Tour Tuesday. We have his new song, Up All Night.
1: We'll play you that one. Could be great. Could be awful. Beck's gonna go one way or the other. There, right?
0: Yeah, he's an artist, so like, he could still have plenty in the tank, or it could be like, bro, <sighs> why didn't you just stay away? <laughs> yes, absolutely, that could happen. You're also getting new Thomas Rhett and new Kid Rock, and then locally, Line of Defense with their song "A Place to Call Your Home."
1: Senator Rock is what he prefers to be referring right, to yeah, I'm no
0: not anyways. skipping. I'm not Senator. skipping pages of the book just yet, buddy. You want to? You you, you want to? You know, skip ahead? I'm not doing that just yet. Although I think he probably would win. I read an article in Men's Health about micropenises. Okay. And uh, I I, w- I was interested okay. to, 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 hear about, right. to, to hear about that. Well, because like I've heard this term, but I didn't really know. I was like, all right, obviously it means small penis. But I didn't know. I was like, I wonder what like definitely defines micropenis.
1: Yeah, there's a, a line in the sand. I don't know where it is either. But yeah, there's, there's somewhere along the lines you have a micropenis.
0: According to Dr. Leo Demonian, he's a reconstruction surgeon at the USC Institute of Urology, says that a micropenis is two and a half standard deviation smaller than the mean size of the adult human penis. Basically, it comes down to this. If you're an adult and your erection is two inches, you qualify
1: for a micropenis. Jeez, yeah, you do. Two inch erection? Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah, you feel bad for that, dude, right? Um, Yes, in the sense of like, I I would even think like things, uh, sex is going to suck. There's no question about that. I'm sure, you know, you're going to have a really hard time defining yourself sexually, finding your identity and kind of being okay with another person. Um, But just think about like, I don't know, like I feel like urinating would be difficult with a penis that small because if it's two inches erect, I mean, when it's flaccid, I mean, dude, it's got to be like non-existent. Now, they claim that only... to 1% of the
0: male population have micropenises. Which, if you think about it, not that bad. It's about a million and a half people out of 151.4 million men living in this country.
1: Yeah, but if we're saying 99% don't and 1% do, that's one out of 100 still, no matter how big the number is. If if, if that's the percentage of it, then, then dude, think of it. You know 100 guys, and one of them has an under-two-inch micropenis? I feel terrible for those numbers. Not it. That number, those numbers <laughs> should be way lower, dude.
0: Yeah, that's uh that that's, you know what? I didn't think about it in those terms. So the guy writing this article claims that he knew a guy back in the day who had a micropenis. I All guess right. they were at a bachelor party. Something happened, and everybody ended up exposed. <laughs> and they like, and then they went to his wedding, and then like people were making the toast and like joked about how he married such a beautiful woman with a, with a small penis. Wow. And everybody laughed thinking they were joking, but he was like, No, dude, I know this guy. I saw it. Like, I know this is real. And he's like, So I was curious as to like how do you land such a hot wife? Because he said this guy's always had hot girlfriends.
1: What a terrible group of friends, dude. What an absolute terrible group of friends at, at your wedding Oh, well, that's guys. You're, sti- you're sitting there. Dude, have some tag. Don't talk about it. Oh, you, if you dude. know the dude's got a small dong,
0: come All right. On. So, dude, uh, All right, hold on. We'll pause right here for a personal story. I was at my buddy Jerry's wedding, and his best man, a good buddy of mine, Sean, said during the toast, well, you only get married two or three times in life. Let's hope you do it right.
1: Terrible. Now,
0: interesting postscript to that story: that couple is now divorced, and both and (laughs) and both married to somebody else. Of
1: course, they are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude, I understand you're going to make jokes and like, I mean, you know, Yeah, you and I would make a joke for sure. Right. You can allude to things. You can leave things pretty like heavily weighted, but you can't just come out there and be like, aha, my dude's got a small dong. It's
4: awful.
0: So that he went, this guy writes for men's health now. And he said, look, man, I'm doing a little homework and I'm doing a story on micropenises. Would you be willing to talk to me about it? And his buddy says, sure. So they wanted to know, obviously know about sex. He didn't ask him about the urinating thing. Now I wish I had, I wish right? he had, cause now I kind of want to know about that. He says, orally pledging your partner is grade school when you have a micro penis. He says, whether you can, he's like, when you can't rely on what God gave you, you are morally and ethically obligated to hit the spot by any means necessary. Now what I would tell you is, is that even if you have a huge penis, you are morally and ethically obligated to perform oral sex on your girlfriend or wife what is the matter with you focus on your short game he says here he says lesbian couples are obviously able to sexually satisfy each other and they don't have the you know obviously large penises right he says i'm not saying the wife and i technically uh, you know he's like don't you know explore some other options he says but the first inch to two inches of the vagina are the most sensitive he's like so you're hitting the right spots anyway yeah, I mean, dude, what? Yeah. I, haven't I heard that the average like depth of a vagina is four and a half inches? Um. Well, then where does the rest of your penis
1: go? You know what
0: I mean? Well, I mean, dude, think, I mean, dude, a baby comes out. I, I mean, dude, uh, things expand.
1: I, well, that's what I'm saying. Is that like if that's if that. Well, if, what I'm saying
0: is, technically, you're hitting the wall at
1: four and a half inches in. I mean, dude, that's doctors saying that, Fantone. You can't deny that. Well, oh, then I guess, I, I mean, I, I, I guess when you're only two inches in, that four and a half doesn't even, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it doesn't even matter. No, I still think he's got some
0: problems there. He says certain positions work better. He says and some don't work at all. And I remember you saying reverse cowgirl will not work on a micropenis.
1: I don't, I don't see how it
0: possibly could. Right. He says now what you have, he said the most important thing when you have a micropenis is to have confidence, not see-fidence. And I'm, I can't say that word. Okay. He says, I've heard ladies in my life complain uh, all the time. He's like, all oh, a lot of ex-girlfriends I had would complain about guys they were having sex with that had huge penises, but were terrible in bed because they just assumed, well, I have a big penis, so naturally I'm good at this. And knowing guys, that is how guys would think. Well, dude, it's nine inches long. There's no way she can't enjoy this. Right. Dude, men are so egotistical that way. And honestly... Idiots about sex that I honestly I think a lot of guys would buy that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, having a, a big penis certainly an advantage in the um in the sexual realm, but it's not. It's like you can have a better hand in cards and still lose the game. You know what I'm saying? For just, sure. Just because you have a better football team doesn't mean that you're not going to lose on Sunday.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. He says, now, the most important thing when having a micro penis is do not sweat the size queens. There are certain women out there that are just like, nope, dude, unless it's 12 inches, I don't want it. He says, and I obviously know I'm never going to be sexually compatible with them. He says, that may have m- much to do with my tiny penis, as you know, or maybe it's her. Cavernous vajayjay. He says. He says not all genitals are created equal, and this applies to both men and women. Don't take it personally if you're not enough for them. Just because she needs, you know, the elephant penis doesn't mean that you're not, you know, worthy. And what's well, like Well, you're not worthy of her, and that is her being a little judgmental. But uh, dude, people need what they need,
1: right? Like I'm not going right. to
0: knock her for that. I'm not going to knock a woman for thinking that a two inch penis isn't enough for hers. Actually,
1: um, and and that's all fair to say, but like. When you're actually in the moment of that, because let's be real, it's not like for, ma- for a majority of sexual encounters, it's not like right out of the gate before you guys even like go out. You're like, all right, well, I've got a big one. And she's like, well, no, if it's not, it's not over eight, it's not big enough for me. So like, there's going to be times in your life where like you go out on a date or you meet a chick at a bar and you go take her home. And all of a sudden it's like, well, dude, now I've got to show that I have a two and a half inch penis and that I don't care. I don't care how much you feel like, oh, well, it's, maybe our genitals just aren't compatible, dude. That's that's got. That's got to be a terrible feeling. Terrible! Oh, the first
0: time you disrobe with a new sexual partner, right. yeah, no, it would it would affect my confidence for sure. it's not? Sex is all about confidence. At least I don't know. It does seem to be for me, and it's like the more confident you feel, the better you're going to perform.
1: Now, do I think that if he had a partner that like accepted it and they worked around it, like he's got his hot wife or whatever? I mean, do. She's an actress. Apparently, she's been in movies we've seen. I think it's very fair to assume that this guy can have a sexually gratifying, you know, a, you know, a sexual satisfied life. But I, I mean, I mean, that, the minion does it? But that first time, but that like, if you
0: got that joke, you're a dirty perv. You need to throw
1: throw your computer out. But the first time, dude, that would be so hard and such a terrible conversation to have. Like, of like, oh, well, sorry. Well, He he says here
0: that he knows people that, yes, that he's like that technically do not fit the micro penis model, but yet feel like their penis is too small that they end up not having sex with people because they're embarrassed and they don't realize, dude, you're probably going to be fine. And again, we always say this to you and I bet it's true. You're watching too much porn at that Point like if you're legitimately walking around like, "Dude, my penis isn't big enough." You're watching too much porn, I think.
1: Yeah, unless you- I mean, dude,
0: as an adult now, coming in your own as sexuality and being a teenager and confused and I don't know what is this and why is this only so large? Like that—that's w- welcome to growing up. But if you get to be an adult and you're still that worried about it, I think it's because of the images that you're putting in your head about sex and they're unrealistic.
1: I mean, I think it's—it's it, it, it's, you know worth noting that the average penis I think I've heard is like five and a half or six inches before your girlfriend. Wife, whoever she is, isn't gonna be able to tell the difference between five and seven inches. We all think that, like, oh no, she totally knows what it is. But it's not like she's down there with a flashlight and a tape measure. Like, if you've got an average size penis, you're okay. Like, you don't have to be like, oh well, dude, it's it's, it's only five and eight tenths or four fifths. That's all. That's it. And it's like, well, dude, she doesn't know that. Like, you don't have to you don't have to go out there with your measurements. It's not like a football game where they, they read like the starting lineup and the height and the weight and the, I and mean, the penis size. That
0: makes all the sense of World, it's like, dude, you don't grab
1: her boobs and go, These aren't D's. Mm, I don't
0: know. That's not what that's not what what people do. Sergio Dip made his his debut last night on Monday Night Football, and Twitter roasted him. We have the audio, and we'll also slow it down for you. That's next on Rock 1069.
2: Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 1069.
0: Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. When you're talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, and training. That's right. And you can find it all at Great American Shooting Sports in North Canton. Find Great American Shooting Sports' state-of-the-art indoor gun ranges at 6505 Promler Street Northwest, right across Interstate 77 from the Strip. You can stay up-to-date at Facebook and Instagram, or find more info at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. I will tell you, they're offering you beginner firearm safety classes, concealed carry classes, and Six nine. Welcome back to the program. You're about to get hooked up with D. Snyder tickets as he plays the Hard Rock in Northfield Park late October. We'll get you into that here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Kayla was listening to us talk about micropenises, and she says, dude, I'd like to meet the woman who needs a 10-inch penis. She's like, I'm 4'9", 115 pounds. She's like, I just feel like that's too big for me. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, that may be too big. Kayla, me. you're tiny. Yeah, she's a little person. She is a little person. Also, coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Beck, new Thomas Rhett, new Kid Rock. Also locally, line of defense. They're out of Canton, Ohio. We'll play you one of their tunes as well. And 8 o'clock, your first opportunity to go to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That right around the corner. Earlier this morning, we played you a little audio from Monday Night Football last night. The late game, L.A. Chargers versus the Denver Broncos, I believe it was. And um, I didn't stay up for this. I watched a little bit of the early game, the New Orleans-Minnesota game. Minnesota won that game handily. I, um, so I didn't see this live, but I did uh, watch it this morning, and Twitter like roasted this kid who had an opportunity for his first Monday Night Football gig ever as a sideline reporter. And what ESPN did is they promoted somebody from ESPN Deportes, which is like their Latin American channel, and they were giving him a shot on Monday Night Football. And ESPN's been all about... Um, You know, working in More female Reporters and more minority Reporters and they're just trying to be a little bit More inclusive and given today's climate It's probably not the worst idea for you and uh, and I know they've taken some heat and this and that. And, yeah, I agree that I think most of their shows should get back to opinion on sports. I'm all for that. And a little bit when a major thing happens, yeah, chime in or whatever. I, I don't want anybody telling me to stick to, you know, Walmart masturbators and me not to be able to say what I want. So I'm for sports people doing what they want. But it's affecting their rating. And so I understand why people say maybe they should just, you know, get a little bit more sports-centric, right? But they let this guy, um, you know, have his day. And you and I said and I defended him earlier. I said, look, there are certain jobs that you can't be ready for until you do it. Welcome to being president. You can't really be ready for that until you are president. You can't really do this job. There's no way to practice for my job. You could be thrown to the wolves and you can either it's sink or swim. You can either swim or you can't, right? And I think Monday Night Football is probably a little bit like that too. It's, I mean it's a national, you know, audience, and if you've never done it before, there's gonna be nerves. Now we assume. That English is his second language, obviously, as he is an ESPN deported reporter. I wonder if he was doing this in Spanish, whether or not he would have been better, less nervous, maybe. But we have the audio. Here's Sergio Dipp last night at Monday Night Football.
3: Beth, coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life this (laughs) night making his head coaching debut.
0: So there's Sergio Dip. Now Twitter roasted him because that's what Twitter does. It doesn't know how to do anything but like destroy people, right? And he kind of, I don't know, uh, saying deserves feels weird, but it's to be expected that this happened to him.
1: Yeah, and I think it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all right for the for the majority of what I saw. I think it was less like, oh my god, this guy's so terrible, he sucks, he's the worst, and it was more like, oh, he's so awkward, I love him. Okay, I was
0: encouraged by the fact that they didn't go to the Mexican thing. Like, it didn't seem to be racially motivated. The hatred. It just was like, oh my god, dude, you're not ready for this. And sometimes you're just not ready for a job. It's just the way it is. But I think I have the idea on how to make Sergio dips. First night better. I think maybe the audio, I mean, maybe if we slow it down, it sounds better.
4: Beth, coach, it's a pleasure (laughs) to be with you guys. I love it. Here on the field, from up close, (laughs) just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background (laughs) is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life this night making his head coaching
0: debut. (laughs) I love it, dude. So, I, I got to give Sergio Dip a little credit here. He took it all in stride. He posted a photo on Twitter of, like, a Google search box, and in the box, he wrote how to deal with fame, and then he put a laughing emoji. So, he's taking it in stride, which, I, dude, a lot of people can't handle the roasting of Twitter, and he took it well.
1: No, and I'm sure he's smart enough, savvy enough to know that, like, now I have an opportunity here, like... Oh,
0: ESPN has to put him back out there.
1: I, I, I saw somebody last night, they, they were like, dude, they should do the Sergio Dip like, counter, like how long until we see that guy again? Just constantly, whenever he's going to make an update, you gotta, you got to pimp that.
0: You know, last year, the Monday Night Football... I, football ratings were fine. Monday Night Footballs, you know, hadn't been so good, and people make the claim it's because NFL has their own network now, so they put the premier games on their network and was like, yeah, yeah ESPN will give you these, right? And knowing Roger Goodell, knowing the NFL a little bit, I don't, I don't think that that's crazy. So if you're ESPN you want viewers... Yeah, you kind of have to do a little bit of that.
1: I'd put him on every week, dude. He'd be like, yo, Sergio. we're with go- yo with Sergio right now. Dude, I'd make a whole thing. There'd be sounders. There'd be like...
0: I guess somebody tweeted out last night, is this guy a Make-A-Wish Foundation candidate? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That is so wrong and so, so very funny. Win your way out to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on the on Rock 1069. However, before I don't want to forget, I don't want to forget. Let's give you these D-Snider tickets. I always forget, I'm not gonna forget today. d Snyder's playing the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll give you those now. We'll take caller 20 at 800 243 7625 on those. And again, win your way out to Vegas
2: next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit picks. The Stansbury Show.
1: Chilling in the studes with Medus.
2: On Rock 1069.
0: Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. As if Monday's not bad enough, if an idiot has just smacked into you in traffic, no worries. My buddies, Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason, can give you a free, no cost estimate at 330 499 5171. North Canton Collision repairs all makes, all models, and they also offer 24. Canton's
2: Rock Station, Rock 1069.
0: And welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Just sent somebody to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. No worries, your next chance happens at 9 o'clock this morning. Right before New Tour Tuesday, actually, where you're getting New Beck, New Thomas Rhett, New Kid
1: Rock. All part of that.
0: Nice choice on the bed, buddy. There it uh, is. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Ghetto Boys.
1: How could you not be? I, uh, I like the Ghetto Boys a lot. Speaking of musical acts you like a lot. Oh, no. Yeah, speaking of musical what acts, did, you what did like Gene a lot? Simmons do now? No, no Gene Simmons, no kiss, no hearts. Uh this is a Stan'sberry favorite and this is something I just found out via email. Um we have more prizes to give away. Okay? And it's to something I like. Uh, well it's to a uh it's to a Stan'sberry favorite some people call it. You know what that sound is. December 27th at the Quicken Loads uh, Arena. Bleh, bleh. The Wizards in Winter, the Christmas Cannon, Christmas Eve in Sarajevo. Oh my Trans-Siberian god. trans Siberian Orchestra makes their glorious return. In the Stansberry Show, you got a pair of tickets to give away. Trans Siberian puddle of vomit. <laughs> I don't get it. I do, I don't,
0: and I get in trouble every year for saying I don't get it. Like every year, <laughs> every radio station I've ever worked at, the boss has said to me, "Why do you do that?" I'm like, and here's always my point. They're always like, because the guy who like helps produce it here locally, yeah, is a, is like a friend of the industry like he kind of like everybody knows barry yeah. and i i've dude i've known him 20 years and i love him right and he always gets on me about trans he's like what do i got to do to get you on board with trans iberian orchestra i was like book somebody else to play it <laughs> 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 that's what you get dude i just dude and i've gone people were like if you went you'd get it and sure enough when i worked at ncx they made me go they were like you have to go and i was like what so they booked the loge and they made us all go all three of us that did the show all had to go And literally five minutes in, we were looking at one another like, oh, my God, this is terrible. (laughs) Like, they're not even playing that. I had to carry one of these douchebags' guitar once. They came into the radio station, and I was like, they don't play on stage. They're going to play in here? And I had to, like, carry, like, I remember Tom Herschel made me carry, like, the bass guitar for one of these bums. I don't get it. And here's why I always think it's okay that I trash it. It always sells out.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: obviously I'm in the minority opinion on this.
1: They don't need you. TSO, they've got other fans out there. Yeah, they, they uh, do. They, they'll, they'll be able to get it covered December they did 29th. Not, they did not,
0: however, have other fans when they were called Sabotage, which is why they decided to give up on their
1: dream of being rock stars and then did this. All you have to do is work two months out of the year, go out on tour, get paid a lot of money. You know who's Bill Lewis that did this? Like these guys,
0: I no, no, not no, though. they were gonna do a Christmas album. And Bill Lewis from NCX is actually the guy that talked them into being a touring act. He's responsible for all of it. Dude, he's got every platinum album they've ever had is hanging in his office.
1: God, how many platinum albums do they have?
0: So when I worked there, we were going to do a video of me taking him out of his office and throwing him over the railing because they were like, you guys got to go viral. You have to go viral. You have to go viral. And I was like, all right. So I told him, I was like, dude, I'm going to take all Bill Lewis's Trans-Siberian Orchestra records and I'm going to trash them, and we're going to film it and we'll go viral. And they told me, no, you, you do that and you're fired. Did not happen. I was right. like, well, I mean, dude, every good idea I have to go viral, you're going to want to fire me for. So how about that's not going to happen?
1: Wanna but dude, to fire he, you anyway, He's
0: the guy that convinced them to do this so, basically, I'm saying, dude, somebody kidnapped Bill Lewis. Dude, we, dude that guy's got to be stopped. Like, his hairline. it's just,
4: dude, It's got to be stopped. Jeez.
0: I hate Bill. I don't care. I don't care who knows. I hate that guy. I do. I hate Bill Lewis with the passion of, like, a Nova.
2: Like, I hate that guy.
0: I've never had a coworker more rude to me in my entire life than that guy. Ever.
2: Opening the doors to the
4: classic
0: cafe. Ah! Ah! The guy's just
1: the worst.
0: All right, I think I got that out. Yeah, I feel better now? <laughs> Dude, why did you do this to me?
1: <laughs> we got to give these tickets away at some point. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah, we have No, to. I'm not.
0: Dude, you come and pound on the front door <laughs> if you want Trans-Siberian <laughs> <you're> Orchestra <laughs> tickets. I'm not doing it. All right, we'll give them away later. All
5: right.
0: All right. I want people to go. Don't, like, you know, not go, because then it'll be my fault, and then, you know, I'll have to, like have to do a tso psa about how like they're good and all that stuff and i can't make it through lies like that i can't i can't do it a uh a listener of ours has hit me up for a piece of advice all right and here's what he says he says it was about a year ago his buddy was like hooking up with this chick and she, he liked her. She didn't really like him. But you know how people will have sex with people they're not crazy about. But it's like, you know, everybody needs to get laid every now and again. So they were, like, hooking up. But she didn't really like him. But he liked her. Right? And so then they break up. And he admits. He's like, look, man. He's like, she did kind of, like, rip his heart up a little bit. Like, he was, like, broken up about it. But it's been a year. And now she's sliding in my DMs, he says. Through Instagram, which by the way, that happened to me during the run of this show where somebody slid in my DMs on Instagram. And honestly, it was one of my favorite things that's ever happened. I miss her, by the way. And uh, so this woman's now like sliding in his DMs and he's like, wants to know, he's like, dude, this is one of my best friends. And he's currently seeing multiple women through Tinder and the like. Like, is it a problem or how soon or how long do I gotta wait to date a woman that my buddy was dating? Now, this is a very touchy subject, because it's, it cannot be cut and dry, because there's going to be multiple scenarios. Of now, course. given his scenario, like the guys over at Dating Other Women, it's been a year, I feel like you got the green light on that. Now, I know what a lot of guys right now are listening, thinking, bros before hoes, bro. Right? Bros before hoes. The problem is, yeah, dude, that works when you're 22, but when you're 40, when you get to be older... Even 30. It's like, dude, we're not in 10th grade anymore. If two people like one another, they're going to date.
1: And right. I mean, eventually, let's be real. A vast majority of your friends are going to walk away. Like, a majority of your relationships will, too. But at least there's somewhat of a potential future there for something to happen. Um, The thing that I'll say about this, and I would say about most situations, regardless of the context here, is that, like... You better be able to talk to him about it. And once you can have that conversation, then you can think about doing it. But if you're just going to like do it on the sly and be like, well, it's been a year. I'm sure he's cool. You're a dick, and you know it. That's why you're hiding it. That's, yeah. why, that's why you're not being upfront about
0: it. Yeah, it, 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 if you're trying to hide it, it's because you feel like you're doing right. something wrong. Now, I don't. And so what? all I would tell you is this is all you owe him. Because, again, it was not a relationship. It was a hookup, which is different. Again, that's going to change my opinion on it. It, I don't know why,
1: but it will. Whether, whether he, whether she thought it was or not, if he was heartbroken, it was enough of a relationship to him.
0: Yeah, but a year after, he may be. He may see it differently. And so, what I would say to you is, is I would just text him and say, "Look, so and so asked me out, so we're going to have dinner on Friday." And then, if if your buddy gets that mad about a woman he hasn't been with in over a year, I really think the problem's his, not yours. Like. A guy hit me up after Callie and I broke up, and she's awesome. And I said on the air, I was like, dude, she's so awesome. We broke up because of how far we live away from one another. It was not about like her not liking me or me not liking her. A guy said to me, yo, man, I always thought she was cool. But I know you guys were in a relationship, he's like, so is she off-limits now? And I said, absolutely not. She deserves somebody who's going to be awesome to her, and I think you guys would get along. Go ahead. Now, I'm different than most guys. I don't have a jealous bone in my body, though. I just don't.
1: But by sending that message and saying, hey, this is what I'm already doing, and, well, if you have a problem with this, the problem's with you. Well, I wouldn't say that. But you're just trying to absolve your guilt there. That's all you're trying to do. Well, I, like- yeah, but... You- you kind of have to, but at that point, why even send the message? If you're gonna do what you're gonna do, why even send the oh, message?
0: I, 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 I still think it's probably the right call to give somebody a heads up on something. That way, dude, if you run into him at a party or you and and then he's gonna feel blindsided. I think the guy's actually, you know, if it's a year later, he's going on a multiple. It's not the fact that he's sitting at home alone, can't find somebody to have sex with. He's going on multiple Tinder dates. Then ultimately, at the end of the day, he should be okay
1: with it. If it broke his heart, I would say never. If it was like, yo, I don't care, like, and that's why you can be honest and it, like, if, if if it's yo, I not Care. I just hooked up with this chick. Yeah,
0: but you don't carry the broken heart forever.
1: Um, but I would still have a problem with with one of my buddies like being like, "Hey, dude, remember the, the chick that broke your heart ten years ago? I'm banging her now." I'd be like, "Eh, dude, it's really? kind of a dick move there."
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't care at all. Like I uh, during the run of the show, I had a girl rip the my heart out of my chest, and honestly, dude, one of my guy, my one, of, uh, dude, one of my friends is dating her right now is totally dating her right now. And actually, I think they probably started dating before her and I totally split. But at the end of the day, I don't care because I don't care anymore. At the end of the day, if you still care about that, you still care about that situation. And again, that's on you. Because a year in, you should have worked through those feelings by now. I
1: think, I think there's, especially when it comes to like if you loved somebody and whether she did or did not love him, like I think you can carry that with you forever. It doesn't mean you're still hung up on it. It's just like... Oh, no, I think those, it does.
0: I think it does, because if you still care, then that's the, that's the only reason you would still you would care about who she's with. You may not love it, but if you care, I mean, no, you don't have to do backflips over it. But it just be, if you have an issue with it, it's because you're holding on to a situation that's never coming back, and that's a problem that you got to get worked out, not your friend. And, I, dude, I always say, it's not your friend's responsibility not to sleep with somebody. It's your responsibility to make the relationship work, or she's going to date other people. You can't be paralyzed by that. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Kid Rock is going on the def- I'll get you filled in on why next on Rock 1069
2: 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. When your way out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival, your next keyword happens at 9 o'clock. We'll also do New Tour Tuesday for you. Brand new Beck. New Thomas Rhett. New Kid Rock. Locally line of defense. A place to call your home is their song. And uh, Kid Rock's actually what we need to talk about now. But before we get there, I want to tell you about this is the best video I've ever seen. Okay. And I haven't posted this yet, but I will. But somebody sent me this, and this was yesterday. And again, yesterday being 9-11. Somebody saw in a Planet Fitness, a firefighter in all of his equipment on a stairmaster climbing 110 stories in remembrance. I don't know why. That kind of pulled on the heartstrings a little bit. on. Of course. On this guy right here.
1: Of course, dude. How could it not?
0: I know I'm like a heartless bastard, most of you think, but I'm not really. I'm more of a marshmallow inside than most people realize. And, dude, I gotta tell you, yeah, man, that was, that, that's a really cool view.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think 9-11 is going to mean different things to different people. But as an American, I think we can all kind of agree that that was a, uh, you know, yeah, a very was a very, a very somber day. And, you know, yesterday, and I, I know we're not going deep into 9-11 here, but like yesterday, there were so many like hashtag never forget and we never should forget. And that's a completely appropriate thing to do. I just hope that the memories of yesterday turn into the actions of today. You know what I mean? So many people are like, yeah, never forget how we felt on September 11th. And it's like, well, don't forget how we felt on September 12th either how unified we felt how inspired we felt how great you know how like how how we felt as a country to come together and now it's just like no you suck because you're on the other side right back to it
0: yeah that's i mean i was making that point yesterday where it's like you know how far we have come or fallen depending on how you want to look at it but i thought that video was awesome and uh that was a good way to remember and i'll be honest to people who say never forget they're kind of right because i hate to admit this but the other day i woke up and i was like what year was that was that 99? Was that 2000? Was it 2001? Like, there was a little bit of me that was like, what year was
1: that? No matter how it happens, it's going to happen. It's like D-Day, dude. I mean, I know that, yeah. you know, there's still plenty of people who, who will sure. do something there, but there's a vast majority of Americans who are like, what? D- what? What was Yeah, that? the older you get,
0: the more people get right. separated from it. The more people born who weren't alive for it. That's just the way it works. Right. That's just the way it goes. Kid Rock is on the defensive, Fantone. Okay. We know he's thinking about running for, was it, Senate? Sure. He's thinking about running for the Senate. Robert Ritchie is. And he's been under fire for a while for displaying the Confederate flag during his concerts. Now, I said way before this was like a real issue in this country. I remember I was I saw him at CSU. I think it was. Maybe it was the Q. No, it was the Q. I remember. because Yeah, I remember. I'm not going to tell you why I remember, but I remember. <laughs> we were at the Q, and his drummer's from Ohio. Like, she's in Ohio. Yeah. But she's black. And, like, he drops the Confederate flag, like, right behind her. And I remember I said to my date then, I was like... Dude, if you're the drummer, you probably don't love that, right? Like, it's probably not your favorite part of the
1: show. I I would assume that you're correct there, but at the same time... But I don't know. You know, maybe she was a, uh, you know, you've you've seen plenty of people on Facebook who are like, hey, here's a picture of a black dude wearing a confederate flag hat. Conversation over.
0: Well, maybe for that guy, the conversation's over. I don't know if it's over for everybody. I don't know about that. So he's also been very anti-Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, Kid Rock's always... I mean, dude, he's the kind of guy that wears an American flag button-down shirt. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, that's who he is.
1: Waving the confederate flag, the flag of the group of people who wanted to destroy the union and then getting pissed at Colin Kaepernick I guess I, I guess I, I, I guess
0: <laughs> and apparently now there are groups apparently he's set to open the 900 million 20 seat venue what is it the uh, I think it's it's like some new like performance venue and I think it's um who's the pizza Little Caesars Arena
1: oh yeah he's a, he's a big part of of that new stadium that's no longer Joe Lewis. uh, I think they're tearing that down. They're
0: redoing Joe Lewis Arena.
1: I think they're building new and Joe Lewis is going away. It's
0: where the Red Wings played, right? Correct. Alright, I've been to plenty of Red Wings games. Okay. And so now, like, people are saying, man, Kid Rock shouldn't be the guy to open this because of, you know, some of the things he's been saying and some of the things that he's willing to do. And, you know, this doesn't represent all of Detroit, which if you've never been, I mean, it is. It's one of the blackest cities in America, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so that does seem weird that, the, that a guy who's been a proponent of all things opposite that, really, which is kind of crazy, seeing as he started out as a rapper, like you would have thought he would have had a different view on all this stuff growing up where he did, and in, in the musical format in which he, now I understand it's no
1: longer who he is, but that's where he started. Worth noting, Kid Rock not originally from Detroit, from Romeo, which is like an upper class, like, suburb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's kind of how everybody, how nobody's from Cleveland, ever, or nobody's from, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's what everybody does. You you claim the big city near where you were from, but that is true. I mean, he grew up pretty affluent. Like, I think he left his house on, on his own, but knew always his mom was going to be, you know what I mean? Be right. able to take him back or whatever. Easy to take
1: risks when right. it's like, yeah, dude, my mom, I can just move back in there.
0: So they've come out and said, you know, he shouldn't be the guy that opens this. And he shouldn't be. I guess he's doing six shows. Now, he's pissed that none of the charities he's donated money to or done free shows for or whatever are coming back and getting his back. He donated at least $50,000 to five Detroit charities back in 2011. Two years later, he donated $250,000 to create an interactive music lab at the Detroit Historical
1: Museum. And from what I hear, he is pretty generous in that region. Oh, he 100% is, I don't think, you you can't even argue that, Um, has put a really high premium on the things he does. He tries to, uh, jobs in Detroit, jobs in Michigan. Yeah, I mean, he's got
0: that that, that whiskey company up there now. Whiskey,
1: he makes grills, he makes, I mean, there's American Badass Beer or something like that. He does focus in on that. He does. There's no question.
0: So I like that, at least when people will practice what they preach. I like that. Because he is trying to create American jobs and all that, and I love it, right? He says, but they're trying to use the old Confederate flag BS, etc., to stir the pot when we all know none of this would be going on if I were not thinking of running for office, Rock Rockwote, on his website last yesterday, I believe this was. Well, Yeah. When you choose to run for office, people's view on what you do will change. Like, would you think you're going to be the first politician in the world as it should? I mean, like I have different standards for a rock band than I do for a guy who wants to run right. policy.
1: Like why, why is that a bad thing? And I think both things can be true there in the sense of like would this be happening without you saying that you want to be senator? Well, I don't know, but it's not surprising that it is happening because you said you want to be senator. Like, once you decide, you know, hey, I'm going to run for public office, of course with that is going to come a higher level of, like, scrutiny. What did you think was going to happen, bro?
0: Apparently on Monday, double down on the Kaepernick thing saying, F anyone who takes a knee or sits during our national anthem. And then he demeaned Kaepernick's skills as a player. Which I have been critical of Kaepernick too, but dude, Scott Tolzien in Indy? What? I Actually, as a matter of fact, I think I have the best place to put Colin Kaepernick on an NFL roster, and it's already a place who said they'd never take him, and I think they're wrong. You ready? I have a crazy idea on where to put Colin Kaepernick. The New York football giants. I know that sounds crazy, but if you hear me out. New York is a big city, melting pot. There's going to be enough people that live there who are on his side too versus just the other side. Eli Manning looked horrific the other night. Now, they didn't have OBJ, right? And that's definitely going to change it. But think about how that offense could maybe move if you get Colin Kaepernick, who can extend plays. And their offensive line is not so great. So he can move around a little bit, extend the play, and Odell Beckham Jr., so transformative, so good, can make grabs that you could maybe make up for Colin Kaepernick's lack of accuracy. And, uh, dude, Eli Manning hasn't been all that, all that accurate. Boy. I was sitting there watching that game the other night, and I was like, oh, God, I got to tell you, as a guy who's been critical of Colin Kaepernick, I think I might put him in this roster right now. I know it sounds great because Mar- the Mara family already come- came out and said, look, our fans don't want it. We're not doing this. We're not even going to think about it. I don't want the backlash. Right? And I think they're wrong. I think New York's the city that can handle it. Now, it would be a huge story via blogs and shows and all because it's New York. It's a premier city and all that. But I also think it's a big enough city where they can handle it.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're used to the media circus. I
0: think the New York football giants, buddy,
1: get Kaepernick on the phone. At the same time, it's just so odd to me that, like, Kaepernick is so divisive, but it's like there's other dudes in the NFL taking a knee that took a knee yesterday, and nobody really cares about. Well, that.
0: that's kind of my point. Is like that I, that's why I don't think it's really like the NFL blackballing him because if it were, I think the NFL would move to end the rest of these guys trying to do it, and they're not.
1: He's just become the the tip of the spear, essentially. And yeah, like he, well, he's, he the, was, he's the face of it. He was the
0: starting pistol,
1: and so he, yeah, he is paying a price for that. But like, you'd be a fool to say that his playing ability doesn't factor into this. He, tip. Yeah,
0: that's always been my point is that is he is is it partially that you're unemployed and it's and so like employing somebody who has this in their background is a little you know conflicted for people for sure but it's also that he's not a certifiable number like starting quarterback too it that's also part of it
1: I like how there's two different you know protest boycotts going on at the NFL right now there's the people who are anti Colin Kaepernick I'll right. never watch another game because he takes people that are pro Colin Kaepernick I'll never watch another game because he doesn't have a job and it's just like, well, I mean, I guess you guys are working towards the same goal there. It's just you're there for very different reasons. Uh, there was enough bad quarterback play this last
0: weekend to where even a guy like me who has been critical on cap would argue. Yeah, he's better than some of these guys. He's better than Scott Tolzien for sure. And he would have been better in that game. Now, do will Eli get it turned around? I mean, he won two Super Bowls. Will Eli get it turned around maybe this season? Maybe. But he's old. I mean, he's getting to the point where he's kind of old. And so I was watching that Giants game, and I was like, guys, I got to tell you, dude, when you have a wide receiver that talented in Odell Beckham Jr., and he is, he's that talented, that maybe he could be the deodorant for some of Caps' stink. And that, dude, maybe those two guys together kind of like help one another out, and they end up having a pretty good season. I know it sounds crazy because it's New York, but I think the New York football Giants is a great place to put Colin Kaepernick as a guy who didn't think he would ever play in the league ever again i'm telling you right now if i was the mara family looking at that game the other night looking at getting embarrassed i'd be like well we might want to think about this i mean admit even he, when eli's good he's just still he's just still eli like he's not like if you heard eli manning was coming to the browns you'd be like uh, oh i mean you wouldn't be pumped even though he's won two super bowls you would still be like uh, i'm not wild about that so i don't think it's Insane, my idea. It's definitely unconventional. We will, uh, we will send you out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll also do New Turt Tuesday, and we'll also give you more Sans Ray Show next. Hang on.
4: Rock
2: 1069.
0: And welcome back to the Sans Ray Show on Rock 1069. Not that long now. We'll be uh, hooking you up with a free trip for two out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get your next keyword at 9. About 10 minutes away. Also, New Tour Tuesday coming. Brand new Beck. Brand new Thomas Rhett. New Kid Rock. And locally, Line of Defense. A Place to Call Your Home is their song. We'll take a listen to that. They're pretty much Star County's Blink-182. At least that's the way it sounds to me. That's what they're trying to do. All the uh, very successful blueprint that was Blink-182. Ever successful for a little while. Did all right. Had a pretty good run. All right. Uh, so a guy was listening to us talk about that uh, that video I saw online where a firefighter went to Planet Fitness yesterday in full like uniform and like the tank and everything on his back and he did like 110 stories on the stairmaster in remembrance of 9 11.
1: Yeah, I think 110 stories to the top of the World Trade Center. I think so. Okay,
0: I, I would assume that's the math, right? Okay. Because that's what he had done. And a guy tweeted at me, and I don't know if he's being serious or not, but he says, it sucks that 9-11 was a U.S. government conspiracy just to spike the defense budget. Tell me I'm wrong. Understand if you can't comment. Well, I went pretty deep into this yesterday, so you must have missed yesterday's program. And if you did, podcast it at WRQK.com. Like that one, boss man? Like that one? Slip that one in there. Nice. Right? And I'll say this. I I understand there have been people who have been able to say things to me about the 9-11 conspiracy that have raised my eyebrow and I thought to myself, oh, well, that is a little weird, right? But I maintain that that is a lot of people to involve in a lie. And I said this yesterday that my father used to say to me that, Daniel, three men can keep a secret if two are dead. I just feel like that is a very big lie and conspiracy for and as many people as I think it would have to take to get into this. Now, Fantone said to me yesterday, well, how many people do you really think it would take? Now, I said I'd, t- I'd take the over on 200. And after thinking about that last night, it's probably not 200 people. right? But let's say it's 50 people, and I don't think that's crazy to think it would take 50 people to be involved to take two buildings down in our country and point the finger somewhere else. I don't think it's insane to think it would be 50. I don't know 50 people who could keep the same secret for 16 years.
1: What if they're dead? You know what I'm saying? There's a government if they're willing to, if they're willing to kill 3,000 citizens, they're willing to kill 50 the people that 50 knew? goons. Yeah I'm not, I'm not a 9 /11 truther at all. I'm not trying to present myself as such. That's, it's just, gr- that's an argument.: That's a
0: great plot for a movie. And I think that that's what happens for us as a society sometimes. Because right. I think sometimes is that things are so realistic in a movie that you think, well, yeah, they could obviously do that, right? And so I think sometimes, like the plot of this would be an awesome movie. I'm not sure it's real. Charlie Sheen. There. Now I will make uh, 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 this abundantly clear. I don't know that it wasn't a conspiracy. Wow. Okay, I don't know that, but I but I feel comfortable in saying that it wasn't and then my opinion is is that it was not
1: I mean we're getting into a a conversation there if you don't really know I mean we don't really know anything I don't really know how gravity works I don't really know how they predict the weather Um, but I have to go with the information that's been presented to me and the information that I found for myself so no I think it's pretty safe to say that this was a terror attack perpetrated by terrorists that brought the World Trade Center and the Pentagon that's the
0: way that's the way I I take it Corey actually on Twitter uh, uh Sent me another video of another firefighter doing this. This time in Orville, where this happened. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah really that's cool. that's awesome, man. I, uh, I I like seeing that.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, dude, there's just so many different ways that you can pay tribute to, you know, the people that died, um, to the to the feelings that kind of came from that. And it's just like, it's good to see people doing it. It's good to see that people don't forget stuff like that.
0: Well, it's very personal for those guys. Of you course, know what I mean? Those men course. and
1: women. Are, it's obviously
0: very personal. Somebody's telling me to watch Arlington Road. And I can't. Oh, Jeff Bridges, Tim Robbins. I did see that movie. All right. But again, like.
1: Was that a 9-11 conspiracy? No, I mean, no? it came out in
0: 1999. So yeah. I, I think it was a government conspiracy movie. I don't remember it totally. Okay. Uh, a man begins to suspect his neighbors are not what they appear to be, and their secrets could be de- Again, it's a movie, though. Right. And I think that this is what happens. I think we see stuff and and again even ba- remember we did this story when movies based on a true story we ended up finding out that most of those are less than 20% true
1: yeah i mean based on a true story right. doesn't mean there's not going to be embellishments from. um you know I, I i i don't know why it's so hard for some people and this is me as a liberal saying this to think that there were terrorists that wanted the country to to fall to wanted wanted america to on its knees like isn't that isn't that the dialogue that we always hear as Bloodthirsty, isn't Bloodthirsty, you know, savage terrorists. Like, why is that such a stretch? It, it is
0: crazy to me that that the that, that the same people that that are that are for travel bans want to say that the government did this. Then, right. what, then what do you want the travel ban?
1: Right. For? What are we talking about then? Then shouldn't you be out on the forefront fighting for like, yo, no, dude? Is, is why are you shaming these people right. into this? Right. Now dude. see,
0: now Ben, thank you for this. He wrote in. and He says, dude, I have to correct you here. It was three buildings that went down, not two. And he's right. And he says here the third was the most important out of the three lots of government documents inside building 7 fine then what did we take the towers down for was a diversion okay maybe maybe now look i said i don't know that you're lunatics but it sounds very tinfoil hat to me, the 9-11 conspiracy. Now, there have been certain arguments inside of it where I was like, well, that is kind of weird, right? But I
1: can't put dramatic music behind anything, and all of a sudden, us as an American public get who's, Michael not, that, Moore out who's there. not that well-educated, who's not going to do the research, right. who's not going to do the homework, oh who, doesn't God, have right. a, who doesn't have a base understanding of science, it's very easy to get people scared, dude. I mean, I, I, I think that's really what politics have been about for the past 20 years. Jay
0: says, shut your mouth, stands very Rudy is exactly what happened. All right.
5: Okay, (laughs) that's what happened.
0: You know what? You're probably right about that. Win your way out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival and get New Tour Tuesday, both
2: next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit The Stansberry Show.
1: Chilling in the studes with Medus.
2: On Rock 106.9.
0: Time now for New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. there. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this one because I have not heard from Beck in a while, right?
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a
0: little while. And Beck has a new song. It's called Up All Night. Let's take a listen to that. Let me guess. It's weird for the sake of being weird.
1: Yeah, that's him, though, right? I think mean, mean, that's who he is. I don't. I don't even know if it's just for the sake of being weird. There's plenty of artists, you know, who get it further off, further enough along in their career where they're like, "Well, I'm going to make something. You know, I'm going to zig when everyone thinks I'm going to zag." But Beck's always weird. It, it like it genuinely is him being him as opposed to him trying to fit a sound. I remember when that
0: that stuff first came out. Like radio stations were like, "Well, what do we do? Like, where does right. it go? Like, it's good, but where does it fit? Like, what format is it?"
5: All
1: right, Phantom, give me the vote. Beck or Moby? Oh, Beck all day. Yeah,
5: me too.
1: Not nearly as weird as I thought it would be.
5: It
1: just kind of sounds like a song. Yeah, this might be the, hey, remember me?
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, remember me? Right. I mean, if if you said this was one of the One Direction dudes,
0: yeah, you could have fooled me. Right, you could have fooled me on that for sure.
1: I mean, outside of his voice, but like the song as as a whole, like the lyrics and everything to it, it's just like kind of a poppy song. Well,
0: honestly, I wouldn't have immediately thought Beck just because I haven't heard from him in a while. I might have been like, "Wow, that guy sounds familiar," but I wouldn't have maybe thought that.
1: That was rude. I like the beat a lot. Yeah, he always just sounds cool. He's always been impressive because if you
0: see him, you don't think he would be doing this. Right. Like he always looks like a guy, like when you see Beck, you're like, oh my God, an acoustic guitar at a coffee shop. Just shut up. I just want a latte. I don't want to hear your lousy music. That's the way he looks. But then he makes stuff like this. Beat a lot, Brand new back up all night. I'm gonna end up listening to Odalay all day now today. That's brand new back up all night on New Turd Tuesday on the Sandsbury Show. Fans, don't give me the vote there.
5: Not
1: a turd. Um, that song was definitely not a turd. I feel like it. Uh, it's not going anywhere. It's not like that's going to be a, a rock radio song. It's not like that's going to be a pop radio song, but it was a good representation of an artist who's still got something left in the tank there. um, I, uh, I'm i a little disappointed it wasn't a little weirder, a little bit more beckish, and hopefully the album will be, and he just picked that as like, yo, trying to get my name back out there, trying to get on New Turd Tuesday. So I'm going to say not turd. Beck doesn't try to make hits, and
0: like that's uh, he, he makes his music, and he allows the audience to come to him, and that's rare these days. I'm gonna vote not a turd as well.
5: Not a turd. Yay. I
0: think one of our listeners hit it right on the head via Twitter. He says, "Look, this song would have been great coming out in June. What a what a good yeah. summer jam! It's just a weird time to maybe put it out, and I agree totally with that assessment." I, uh, I, I think that's definitely a summer song, but it makes me want to hear more new Beck. So I would have to vote not a turd on that, as I already have. We have the new Thomas Rhett for you, Kiss Me Like a Stranger. That's next on Rock 106.93. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, my boss has been on me about, work that in more. Yeah.
1: Get that in there more. get it in there.
0: Yeah. Work some more zeros into my paycheck, bro. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> let's, let's try working that one in. Let's work those in there. Moving on, on New Tour Tuesday, we have the new Thomas Rhett, Kiss Me Like a Stranger. Oh dear god
1: Ooh. Oh he's smoothing up into him. Yeah girl um, Every time I see you sitting there with a big old dipper in your lip <laughs> I just want to get up in it one time now Busy hard, Man that mouth cancer is sexy we got bills to pay. <laughs> What? Is Thomas Rudd doing? He's got bills to pay He's got things he's got to do Daily, Is he going to commercial? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> we got bills to pay coming up next to the Classic Cafe Is that what he's doing? Working
6: hard, wrapped up in my job, we got
1: bills to pay. Man, he dude, he sounds like he's gonna smooth up in it. Like that sounds pretty good. Dude, right? his wife is a is so hot. Smoke show? Well, uh, surprise, surprise, yeah. dude. Country music star, hot blonde wife. Or is it hot brunette wife? Brunette wife, wife, okay, wife. yeah. Brunette, the last dude. time I saw her anyway, we women change her hair all the time, but yeah, she's hot, dude. Working
0: hard, He's not in a bad looking kid. Like he's one of those guys that's like, yeah, dude, he can sing and he's pretty good looking. Like he deserves a nice Lately, beast. When we talk,
6: it feels like I don't hear a single word you say. Can we get back to the basics? And find that young love and make it. And tear down all these walls. Ignore all of our calls and just stay in.
1: Tearing down those walls. Yeah. It's that like that a wall. Baby, hold me like we never met. Every did he not get the memo? Line.
0: Dude, you're a country music artist, buddy. You got to build the wall. Oh,
1: okay.
6: All <laughs> right,
0: right, dude. You, you got to build them <laughs> all. not tear them down. Jeez, did you not get the memo, Thomas Rhett?
6: Kiss me like a stranger. Baby, hold me like we never met. Every touch a little danger. Like you ain't gotten used to me yet.
0: Strike a man. String a match. You Would you take I a dump in her bathroom? <laughs> is that what
6: happened? You sing her
0: this song, she's gonna treat you like a stranger. I never met this guy. Stranger danger! This is bad.
1: Sounds like that dude, Sam Smith, should be singing this. What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know if they... It, 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 it's like Iggy Azalea. Like, where did she go? It's like Macklemore. Like, where did you go? Did you come back? Are you still here? Lord, where are you at? I don't
0: know. That's all fair. Where are all those people?
6: Lightning on my skin, every touch remembering what you mean to me.
1: Ozier, what's up,
0: buddy? Let
6: me He's another one.
1: On your like I would say Kings of Leon, but aren't they playing, playing the iHeartRadio musical? Lord. Yeah, but so
0: is Lord. I'm a sucker for a ballad,
6: you but this is a big old swing
0: I am a sucker for a ballad, but this is a big swing and a miss, I think.
6: So baby, kiss me like a stranger
1: What? Is there anything about this song that's like country? No. I I don't think I've heard anything that's like, well, that's country. I
0: kind of hate that argument, but this time around, I mean, this is like legitimately, no, it's not at all. Like, there's nothing country about it. Just
1: a little bit of twang in his voice. But other than that, we haven't heard anything that would make me think. That's it. No, you're right about that. Like, if you heard this on a country music station, I could see how you would think, like... Am they, I on the right station? Are they playing the wrong song? What's going like, on here?
0: Zach Brown had a song like that. It was called Beautiful Drug. And I remember the first time I heard it, I looked down at the radio station. I was like, what is 99.7 doing playing this? Because it sounded like something that should have been on KDD. And I was like, oh, that's Zach Brown. That's why they're playing it. Like, sometimes that does happen.
6: Baby, hold me like we never met. Every touch a little
1: romantic song though you can just imagine the trailer candle lit it's got that wood paneling wall oh you meant the actual trailer oh yes dude of course you've got some tater tots and chicken nuggets coming out of the oven it's gonna be nice dude smooth up in it four kids in a two-bedroom trailer just
0: those homemade curly fries
1: jeez dip everything in ranch put, put a in one time now Sandsbury. Come on
0: oh my god dude that's so funny it's not listening to the rest of the song is it this is what I never understand like dude bad songs are gonna happen right but you've made a bunch of good ones so you, like by now you don't know like you don't have like there's not part of you that goes yeah that yeah. That, that we didn't really we didn't really hit our stride on that Right. Like, okay, like I've done a bunch of really good radio shows and I've done a bunch of really good bad, uh, a bunch of really bad ones. Right. And so, like, when I walk out of here, I kind of know where we are now. Sometimes it's your art and you can be a little bit like wrong one way or the other. You can be too hard on yourself or too high on something that you've done. But most times I'll be like right in the middle on it and be like, well, this is really what happened today. Like, I know when I'm in my car driving home, that was not a good show today. And I feel it the rest of the day. So how can another artist not know, like, dude, I'm not knocking this out of the park right now. And it's okay to have album songs, but then why release it as a single? Although that's not his call. Label makes that call. Yeah, just keep saying ooh in the background. That'll fix it. Oh, God. We're done. Yeah, there it is. There's uh there's new Thomas Red phantom. give me the vote that I know is coming.
5: Not a
1: turd. Your yeah, boy's gonna throw you a curveball here, Stansberry. Um, honestly, God, as a song, lying. as a song goes, you're lying. as a song goes, if without putting it through the filter of like, well, that was a country song, I could very much see myself like, all right, dude, that was a slow enough and like nice enough romantic ballad. I mean, it's not like I'm going home to go bump that. Like, dude, you know what I got to do? All right, dude, but you, dude. That song has its place. If you're gonna
0: vote Nadja, you gotta bang your girlfriend. we listen to that later. <laughs> you, right? uh, dude. You have you have All Stansbury right. show homework. Challenge accepted, <laughs> I, dude. I got dude. We're gonna completely disagree. That song was a turd. It's a turd. Wow, I'm the bro country guy and I, I hated
1: know. it. Some dude, zigging with one zagging, who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, next.
0: I th- dude, I smell a turd. I feel like Fanto just, dude. I feel like you're trying to be an instigator. I'm not falling for it, man. We have brand new Kid Rock, Tennessee Mountain Top. Hear it next on Rock 106. What we have for you, the new Kid Rock, Tennessee Mountain Top.
1: Speaking of kicking the dust up, come on.
0: Oh, little acoustic kid rock there. This always ends up good.
4: Palm trees and beautiful hips. Man, it doesn't get any better than this. The sunset like fire on the viper room. Oh, let me hold up at the bar. Keith would have taught him how to keep in
0: tune. Did he say Johnny Depp?
1: Yeah, why was he talking about
0: Johnny Depp? Well, Johnny Depp does play in a band.
1: Oh, but I thought Johnny Depp was a libtard, and like no, that like, would be a total conflict of interest. There, he's in right? the
0: Hollywood Vampires, right?
1: Oh, uh, well, Yeah, I think I did know that. They were like yeah. a drinking
0: group that turned into a band or something like that?
1: Sure, <laughs> sure
0: whatever. Uh, Johnny Depp's 60, and he wears wristbands. You know
1: what I mean? <laughs> so it's like,
0: dude, nobody can keep up with that guy's doing. Up at the bar.
4: For love, but all I found was sex and drugs. Strung out, broke down, homesick, and thinking. quesadilla hey, baby oh, oh
0: my oh, oh my god I like see it. see i'm glad i kept my mouth shut because i was <laughs> dude, there was a moment there where i was like you know i see what kid rock is doing and then he shoved that in my throat still
2: packing a gun. i'll have yeah, the quesadilla <laughs> singing
4: karaoke in a double wide with smoke so thick My sweet Lord, I want
0: you You it, you just said karaoke and a double wide, buddy Dude, you
4: gotta get it in there one time now Fall in love with an angel You'll end up in California What? High tide, I felt so alive Till I spent six hours on the full 0 5 In a jacked up
1: You gotta jack it up. You gotta jack it up.
4: I turned up the radio and heard a bunch of... It's got no soul. All pop hip hop, but no damn rock and roll. No rock and
0: roll. My God, dude. Dude, you can't... Wait a minute. God damn it, Kid Rock. Like, how the hell... Dude, the balls on you to blast hip hop. Right. The balls on you. Right. Like, dude, did you forget the first 15 years of your career? Now, he did have Only God Knows Why in that pretty early yeah. on. People are going to say that. But, dude, let's not pretend that he didn't
4: come out. Dude, he used to have the kid and play here.
1: Well, <laughs> and, and let's not act like, you know, that first, that album, The Devil Without a Cause, that first, like, mainstream album of his, dude, that was littered with pop, or with with rock rap. Like, that was your whole thing. It was you and Korn and Limp Bizkit. And Fred Durst like, just touring right, the country together. Right, So, like, how are you, you going to knock that? But, like, does he remember that? I don't know. Does his audience remember that is the question? And at this point, he's just playing the cards so hard of like, I'm just like you, I'm one of you guys, and let's be real, dude, just because... You're going to win that way. Right, and let's be... It's not like it's not like the guys in his audience, at one point or another, they liked rap music, they did, when they were 19, when they were younger, when it was like, yeah, dude, I still smoke weed. Now Especially if a white guy is doing now it. Now that they're 40, now right. that it's like, all right, dude, yeah, you know what, that, That's chief, true. that chief Keith Lil Uzi Vert crap, I don't dig it. I don't so, need like, it. Right.
0: I mean, I am the bull god, not necessarily a hip-hop song, pretty rocky there, and so all that. So he had both in the beginning, but, like, dude, you can't blast hip-hop coming from that scene.
4: I'll have the I came here
0: looking for love. If I have quesadillas for lunch today, I'm going to kill you, dude. Like, I'm going to kill you.
1: He's a terrible singer. But he knows it. And I want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, for as bad as he is, like, there's still something about it. I want to listen to it.
0: Yeah, dude, there's something about Kid Rock, man. There's just something about him. And I've met him a couple of times. I've interviewed him a few times. And we did, like, a backstage, like, dinner concert with him. Where like, you know, you you have dinner with, like, the fans got to eat dinner with Kid Rock and all that. And he was, like, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like, as far as, like, celebrities go, he was really nice, cares about his audience, that whole thing. And he's awesome on stage. Like, he'll suck you into the performance and all that. But he does not have a great singing voice, so I agree with you on that.
5: Still a you
1: ask it, we... <laughs> I didn't realize he was saying, you better ask somebody. Oh, yeah, you
0: didn't hear that in the first time? <laughs> oh, I thought for sure you heard that. I was wondering why you didn't make a bigger deal out of that. Yeah, let's blast hip-hop and then take one of their most famous phrases, you, you better ask somebody. Idiot.
4: I don't,
1: I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Is he like knocking California saying like you, you, you liberal elite, you know, California fall in love
0: with an angel and you'll end up in California. Did he like, he go to California with some woman? Is that and, what I mean was? The, are we going all the way back to family Anderson? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I don't
5: know.
4: Imagine
0: him and Pamela Anderson still together, the, them being president and first. Late, imagine that.
1: Why not? Why not, dude? The future's unlimited for uh, Senator Rock.
0: I don't know, dude. I think he like he should have to win America's Got Talent first before we do that. What? Oh, he said neighbors. Just, just neighbors. neighbors I was like, neighbors. whoa, bro. I was like, that dude. sounded close. I was like, though. dude, did we just miss that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, somebody dumped <laughs> that out. That's all, dude, that's terrible.
4: nothing like a Tennessee mountain top. Some straight shooting neighbors that don't Jeez, dude, out. that is close. You say it like that? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Man,
0: I could have sworn that's what he said.
4: Ask somebody. <laughs>
0: I mean, after six jars of, you know, Southern Clear or whatever the hell they're always so proud to be drinking that they can't sell on the store shelves, I'm sure you probably like it. Wow, what a weird way to end it, but there's no better way than to yeah. just end it. There's brand new Kid Rock, Tennessee Mountaintop, Van Tone, give me the vote. It's <laughs> half a turd.
1: The reason I say half a turd, I'm uh, not a fan of that song in particular. I don't think it's going to be a hit record because there's nowhere for that song to go. Country music can't touch it. Rock radio is not going to touch it, but I'm telling you right now that will be a very heavily streamed song. There's going to be like a million iHeartRadio stations built in from it. So I didn't like it, but I think it's going to have some sort of legs on it. I hate to admit that I think you're probably right, but I'm voting turd on that. Voting a turd.
5: Yeah. It's a turd.
0: Yeah, I I don't disagree that his audience will go seek that song out, sure, play it well. a ton, and it will get a ton of iHeartRadio plays, like on on the app and stuff. But I just didn't think that was all that good. We have a we have a local submission this week. You can send yours in standsraywrqk right, dot com. Include a uh, radio edited song, short little bio on the band. Which line of defense did? And we have their song, A Place to Call Your Home.
1: For a local band, sounds good out of the gate. Better produced yeah. than I thought. Like it sounds professionally done.
4: With
1: peers, no why. Are these dudes young? 24-ish. Okay. Yeah, most dudes, dudes in the band.
0: Young. Lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist Zach Stayers, 25. All right.
1: Is it Zach C-H or Zach C-K? It's Zach Double K. <laughs> Hey, baby! Yeah, that's right. Just like
0: this building. <laughs> Keith Kennedy, buddy. Give me the 2K's.
1: Yeah, produce much better than most local stuff. Yes.
4: Jeez. pushing it a little there
1: going into falsetto if you can't do it don't do it it's a it's i mean it's
0: jarring when you hear it when it's not done well. i mean
1: dudes that can do it i mean you can, and it sounds it can sound fantastic yeah. but if you can't don't try stay it. stay away from it <laughs>
5: Love
4: your passions, love yourself And rely on no one else If you're so I'll lead the bright All your darkness
5: turns to light
1: Darkness turns to light, I like that It probably fades back to darkness though, I would assume Oh, sure it does, yeah
4: Local
0: artist, Line of Defense, A Place to Call Your Home is the song. They call Canton, Ohio their home, right? Yeah,
1: they do indeed. They
0: yeah, are from Hall, right here.
1: Hall of Fame City. I've been there.
0: Together they have played shows all over Northeast Ohio. Rocking venues such as Peabody's <laughs> at Cleveland, the Cleveland Agora, both places I have worked. The Carriage House, the Richville Homecoming Festival. <laughs> The Jackson Belden Food Fest for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Canton Palace Theater. Now, that is a pretty good one. The Oracle. We're friends with those guys over at the Oracle. We like that one. And the Ink and the Clink Festival. Ink and the Clink. All right. Countless other great venues. Well, then I would have worked one of those in before (laughs) before the Richmond Homecoming Festival. Apparently, dude, they had a self-titled five-track EP released in 2011. A full-length album was uh, called Fallout, released in 2013, and they just released a new EP, Something real this last July, which is where this song came up. See, Wayne tweets in and he's right. He says, dude, if Blink and Coe had a baby, it would be this. And that is kind of what it is.
4: If you need to find a place to call, a place to call
0: there's potential in it
1: oh yeah they're, they're so much more well put together than a vast majority of, of our local Tuesdays yeah. yeah you can tell they're a very experienced
2: man
0: the sound I'll admit is just a little puby for me like I'm kind of over that blank and that kind of stuff just because it's a little puby for me but this isn't the worst
1: no dude I listen to new church Tuesday every week this one is not the worst
0: I feel like Kid Rock's the big loser
1: of the week. Jeez. Senator Rock, by the
4: way. to
0: To me, that's a movie that runs... As, like, the guy at the end of the movie trying to chase down the girl to, to, to uh. prove to her how much he loves her. It's like one of those in, like, a teenage movie. Fantone, give me the vote on local artist line of defense.
1: Not a turd! Pretty well put together. I mean, I could nitpick the song if I wanted to and say, well, dude, don't push that falsetto and maybe shorten it up a little bit. But as a whole, if we're looking at a, a, a local submission, that was really good. So, yeah, not a turd.
0: Yeah, I got to agree there. I'm going to vote not a turd as well. Not a turd! And, you know, in, in full disclosure, we always say look, we judge the local submissions on a much, you know, yeah. better curve than we will national. I just expect less from a local than I do from a national artist like Kid Rock or, you know, Thomas Redder or whatever. And uh, I, normally it's like the production value is w- normally what's bad, but I, I feel like you were right. Those guys kind of had a halfway decent production value there. So if you would like to be featured on new tour Tuesday, send me your stuff. Stansbury at WRQK.com. That's how you submit those. Aside from that, we're done for the day. If you missed anything, podcast it shortly at WRQK.com. You guys have a fantastic afternoon.